Hey everyone, here we are, March 1st. Happy March 1st, everyone. Uh, new month. <clears throat> it's exciting to have a new month, right? Always nice for a fresh start. Uh, and today we're going to talk about how to program your subconscious mind, my favorite topic. <laughs> always, 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 right? Love talking about subconscious programming, my favorite. Um, because I like to bring it out of the realm of hypnosis. Yeah, we're going to talk about hypnosis, obviously. Um, but the hypnosis word is just so loaded <laughs> with the uh, bias and, and, you know, wrong concepts. So I like to kind of approach it from different angles sometimes to talk about programming your mind, programming your subconscious mind. So to start, right, we'll talk a little bit about, we need to understand the context, right, of what we're talking about here. And so what we mean is that you have a conscious mind and a subconscious mind, right? The conscious part of your mind is the logical, rational part of your brain. It's the party that wants you to lose weight, knows what you should do, tries to get you to do it. It's where your willpower is. And uh, that is pretty cool, right? Like it's, it's great that we have that, but it's not what's in control of everything. What's in control of all of our behaviors is our subconscious mind, right? Now, when I say it's in control of all of our behaviors, can we consciously force ourselves to do something else? Well, yeah, obviously, okay? But when we're not focused very narrowly and trying to force ourselves to do something, where do our behaviors come from, right? That's our subconscious mind. Um, riding a bike, right? These automated sort of behaviors that you've learned, using a computer mouse, typing, reading, writing, washing the dishes, taking a shower, brushing your teeth. I, mean, I could go on and on, right? So all of these behaviors that you have learned you now do pretty much on autopilot, right? You might have to tell, oh, I have to do that. And then you go into autopilot and you just do the behavior, okay? Very important to understand this because people have a lack of this understanding and it causes them to struggle because their strategy doesn't take any of this into account, you know? Most people, and, and so in your subconscious mind, that's where your eating behaviors are as well, okay? How fast you eat, the type of foods you eat, um, you know, when you eat, what you eat, where you eat, with who you eat, <laughs> you know, how much you eat. So all of these things are subconsciously programmed in. You don't, you don't think about them every single time. You don't, <laughs> okay? And if you don't believe me, you know what I mean? Give it some thought after this conversation. And you'll quickly find out that your eating is primarily on autopilot, okay? Which I hope this is like, you know, light bulbs going off because how the hell do you explain your experience with weight loss up till now? Right? How can you be so obsessed with losing weight? You're a smart person. You're successful in different areas of your life. And then when it comes to your weight, nope, just struggle after struggle after struggle for decades. Right? How can it be that you want to lose weight so bad and you think about it so much and you don't lose the weight? How, how can it be that you want to lose weight so bad and then all of a sudden there's some part of you that compels you to eat the wrong food? What the hell's going on? Right? You want to lose weight. Why, why are you not eating well? Right? Eating the right food choices, doing the right things. And so once you understand with the subconscious mind, once you understand how it works, it gives explanation to it. Yeah, you want to lose weight logically, but subconsciously you're just running the same programs you've been running for the last 20 years. They ain't changing because it's Monday and you're starting to diet, you know? So I hope this inspires you because it'll give you an explanation for what's been going on. Because I know right now you have no idea and you spend all day, every day to some degree, like, what is wrong with me? How come I'm not losing the weight? Why don't I stick to something? How come I can't stick to a plan? How come I can't do this? Why do I keep doing it? You know what I mean? It's just, you're trying to figure it out. And so you're wasting all of that energy because you're not even in the ballpark of finding a solution. <laughs> so I'll tell you why. Um, oh, someone says, yeah, yeah, the, the fed up feeling that triggers you to lose weight, right? Yeah, I made a video, the emotion that really, I forget exactly it, but the emotion that usually precedes successful weight loss is being fed up. 
you know, having had enough. And I think that's so important. I don't think I mentioned this in the video, but one of the things about that fed up moment, it's almost a shifting of the scales where you, sh you go from being like, oh yeah, the food's pleasurable and I'm going to feel pain if I don't eat it to when you feel fed up genuinely, like if I've had it, I'm to refuse to live this way. All of a sudden the scales shift and you look at the food and you say, ah, that is causing me more pain. And the pleasure is getting my eating under control, my, my living lifestyle under control, you know? Um, so when we get to the subconscious mind, we talk about this, that's the party that's in control. And when you've started your diets and your weight loss attempts, you have not, you've not even given your subconscious mind a thought with this whole thing. You just expect because you know what to do, you should be able to do it. And that's completely wrong. You know, information does not equal behavior. Okay. So just because you know what you should eat doesn't mean it just turns into behavior that that's what you're going to do. Right. You know how to write, don't you? Hey, you can write with your hand, but can you write with the other hand? <laughs> why not? You know how to write, so why can't you write with that hand, right? <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's like it's important that we understand what we're working with because most people have no clue about how their mind's organized in any useful, practical way. And so what do you do? Tell me if this sounds familiar. You take your conscious willpower and you try and force yourself to eat in a new way. I'm going to stop eating. And it's usually that's another thing is I'm going to stop eating all the bad stuff. You don't know what you're going to eat necessarily, but you're going to stop eating the bad stuff. And then you try and force yourself to eat the, the good stuff. And um, it's a struggle. And it, why is it a struggle? Right? You think it's always a struggle because I don't want to change how I'm eating. Well, that's kind of true, but why? Right? And I think why is because you don't have the subconscious programming of being thin. You don't have the subconscious programming of being healthy. And so what's happening is you're trying to micromanage this entire process with your conscious mind. And uh, it's not effective. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't work well because your mind's not set up that way. You're set up to pretty much be on autopilot. You know, your, your conscious mind is about 10% of your brain. It's your prefrontal cortex. Your subconscious mind is 90% of your brain. It, it's in control of all the habitual thoughts, feelings, and behaviors you have. So you don't have to think about them. So all of a sudden you try and lose weight and you try and just be 100% conscious and make every little decision you know, in the right direction. It's, uh, it's a struggle from day one and it continues to be a struggle the entire time. It never really gets easier, right? And so the alternative is again to recognize this structure of your mind and start programming your subconscious mind to do the things that are going to keep you at your goal weight. You see? And so we're still going to use willpower, we're still using our conscious mind, but we're using it more strategically. We're using it to program in new behavioral patterns and programs that keep us at our goal weight. But the beauty of doing it this way is, yes, it takes some work in the beginning, no doubt. However, once you install these subconscious programs, they tend to run on autopilot. And so it becomes a less conscious focused process and it becomes more about kind of tending the behavior, much like it feels like when you brush your teeth. Right? That's a good habit that you've installed into your subconscious mind. And so now, again, whatever your routine is, every morning when you wake up, you just kind of like a robot, half asleep, you walk over to the, the sink and you brush your teeth. Right? And then you're getting ready to go to bed and right before you stop into bed, you, you stop by the bathroom, you brush your teeth again. Right? So you're aware of it. You know you want to do it. Make sure you do it kind of. But it's 90% of it. It's such a subconscious program that you just do. Right? Now let's compare that to when you want to try and lose weight. Right? What happens? You say, okay, I want to, um, you know, I want to, uh, you know, stop eating ice cream at night, right? So that's the old subconscious programming. And so what people are doing is they're trying to use their willpower to fight against that. Never did they install a new program. 
you know? And so it becomes, tell me if this feels familiar. You feel like you're just battling yourself. You feel like you're fighting against yourself, right? That's what weight loss feels like because that's literally what you're doing. You're taking your conscious mind and you're fighting against your subconscious mind as opposed to working with your subconscious mind. So it changes things on so many levels, you know? It makes it a more, um, you know, it, it still it still works. So I want to make that clear. I, I don't like the idea that the hypnosis is just like this magical thing um, that just changes everything instantly, <laughs> kind of proceeding rapid transformational therapy, um, which I'll get to in one second. But so this idea that we're just going to change everything instantly is so weird, you know? And so instead we want to take on the, the idea that weight loss which is a shitty goal. Really, you don't want to lose weight. You want to return to your goal weight and live the rest of your life there on near autopilot, okay? Better goal. And so if that is the goal, it becomes a process very much like learning a musical instrument or learning a language where you're going to consistently reinforce the thoughts, feelings, and behaviors that, that get you there, right? And with weight loss, you're not doing that, you know? So um, it changes the entire process, A, into a more accurate and effective one, and B it makes it a more, it's less confrontational, right? Because it's less about you fighting yourself and it's more about you working with yourself, you know, guiding yourself to do the right things. And this starts to, you know, affect every level of the weight loss and usually it makes more successful, but it sets you up for long-term success and it makes the process more enjoyable. And, uh, you know, the other beauty, I think, of focusing on the subconscious mind is when you don't do the right thing, when you choose the cookies, when you make the wrong decision, instead of beating yourself up, it gives you more levels to kind of figure out why you did that. Because right now, you just force yourself to do the right thing. And if you don't do the right thing, then you can just beat yourself up and say, what am I doing? You know, and you get real mad at yourself. But there are reasons why you're doing what you're doing. And so when you start to, when you seek to understand what those reasons are and change them, um, you know, that, that's kind of the key. Sorry, I see someone writing some questions. I want to get to these here. Uh, can't wait for the installation to happen. That's <laughs> right, Vicky. Um, we'll, we'll get there. But what does any of this have to do with people not realizing they're taking in more calories they aren't aware of? What does this have to do with it? What do you think of rapid transit? People are gaining or maintaining weight due in part to not moder knowing moderation. Who cares if you eat ice cream at night? Um I mean, I'm obviously talking in generalities, right? Because I can't speak to everyone's specific situation um, here. But uh, if you eat ice cream at night, that, they don't think that has to do with the amount of calories you're bringing in. You know, obviously your weight is a reflection of the calories you're consuming on a regular basis, right? And so in order to reduce your weight, you need to reduce your calorie consumption. And in order to reduce your calorie consumption, you need to have some influence and control over what you're eating, right? And so, yes, absolutely, you need to become aware of how much calories you're consuming and where you're consuming them. Great. I think most people know that to a certain degree. I don't think, I do think that there's a lot of hidden calories that people are consuming that they're not even aware of. I, I would agree with that. But I would say the bigger issue by a mile is that they know exactly where the calories are coming in and they don't want to eat them and they have a limited ability to, to influence their eating behaviors. So I think that has a huge part um, that has to do with their weight loss. And so the ability to influence your behaviors to me is the whole game, right? Because I always use this example that if you right now, knowing everything you know about nutrition and what you should and shouldn't eat, if you were a robot and just type in what you're going to eat all day and then you just did it because you're a robot and you just did what you were programmed, would you have any problem losing weight? Or at the very least, would it be a lot easier, you know? And for most people, I'd answer is yes. 
you know, now we can always learn more about nutrition. We can always learn more about, you know, manipulating calories and weight and all that stuff. Fine. But I would say that 90% of your weight loss comes down to your ability to eat what you know you should and shouldn't. And I think most people have a pretty good awareness of that, you know. Um, I've always been shocked that people don't know what a simple tablespoon is. Yeah, fair enough. I, I agree with that. I always tell people that like auditing your calories is a very valuable uh, process, you know, because it is true. Most people are very bad at estimating. You, you have no natural ability to estimate what you're eating, you know. And on top of that, you've been very misled. You know, the uh, the food producers, they're, they're sneaky with stuff. I mean, even serving sizes, it's very counterintuitive a lot of times. So I do agree that like measuring your food as a calibration process, right? So you kind of go into it and you say, whatever you're eating, doesn't matter. Yeah, like a tablespoon, right? So let's just say that the serving size is a tablespoon, whatever that may be. And so um, you think to yourself, okay, I think this is a tablespoon. And then you measure it and see. I think that's a valuable exercise because you will probably find that you are way underestimating the calories that you're bringing in. Right. So I do agree with that. I think there's a part of that. Um, but I also think um, that ultimately, again, it comes down to. I mean, yeah, I'm talking in big generalities. I mean, my program, um, my program is in uh, is a much more holistic, complex approach, you know. So when I get on here, you know, I, I'm talking in, in light generalities a lot of the time, you know, until you start asking questions then I get more specific. Um, but. You know, so I, I, talk, I hit the big stuff. You know, so when I talk about subconscious program, I'm talking about what's the biggest challenge people have. Well, again, I think if people could control their behaviors 80% more effectively, then they'd have a much easier time managing their weight. You know, then we get the nuts and bolts of all, all the, you know, the more the more granular aspects of weight for sure. Um, there's a time and place for that as well. Um, what about just eating one time a day? Yeah, I, I tend to agree um, with this person. You know, intermittent fasting isn't sustainable is it depends what you mean by intermittent fasting, of course. Right. Um, if you're trying to eat once a day, if you're trying to have days where you're not eating at all, uh, that's not something I'd recommend. You know, again, my main rule is that there's no right or wrong. There's only what works um, for you. You know, I, I believe that. And so, you know, like the weight registry study, for example, is a study of people that have successfully lost weight and kept it off. And uh that is, I, gee, I think it's like 40,000 people now. Maybe it's more even at this point. But it just goes through things that they've done. Like do, how many of them weigh themselves every day? Um, how many eat breakfast? It's just a, kind of a um, survey of their habits and rituals. But what you notice is that, you know, most people that weigh themselves every day, most of them that have been successful weigh themselves every day. But that also means a certain percentage haven't. So when it comes to intermittent fasting, it depends how you're approaching it. Like I intermittent fast, I guess, technically every day. You know, and so every day I stop eating six, seven o'clock at night and I don't eat until the next day at seven or eight, you know, and so that's technically intermittent fasting, um, but that works for me. I've done longer term fast, like multi-day fast. And when I do that, I get absolutely obsessed with food. And so it, it ruins any chance I have really of mastering my weight in a healthy way because I get obsessed with food and then I tend to overeat the food. And so not only do I want to master my weight, but I want to do it in an enjoyable, easy, comfortable way as possible. Right. So again, I think we want to look at both sides. We can't just look at what gives us the best weight loss because I have people come on here. What do you think of water fasting? Well, I think it's silly, you know, doesn't make any sense because why would we do something short term to lose some weight knowing that just just on the other side of that is putting all the weight back on, hurting our metabolism and then hurting our emotional state of mind. <laughs> you know, so it's like 
we, we again that's my my craziest thing with the dieting is it's a short-term fixation you know and i think that that time frame that people think about weight loss and is more damaging than almost anything else in the world and so i always am encouraging people to start thinking longer term you know i always say most people think about weight loss in terms of days weeks and months and you need to start thinking about in terms of years decades and forevers you know because again the, the simple question is how long do you even want to keep the weight off if you did lose some of it right and that's forever so set yourself up with a, a strategy and a system that you can follow forever you know i've been at this for 30 years personally and it's like i'm always tweaking and optimizing it but i've created a custom plan for me you know it works for me and so I'm always optimizing, tweaking it, but it's easier to follow because it's built around my preferences, my genetics and my lifestyle, you know? And so it still takes some discipline for sure, but it's, I enjoy it. It's made for me. And I feel so many people say, oh, just give me the plan. I'll just follow it, you know? And it's like, that's crazy, you know? Nuka, what's up, Nuka? Um, it's so it's, it's just weird. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, yeah, yeah. Stand your maintenance by two, three hundred, and you're fine once a day. And I'd say 1,200 calories a day just won't work. Yeah, I don't, that once a day thing, I don't know. You know, and I, I get it. Listen, I know when it comes to weight loss, people, yeah, so we're talking about subconscious mind, right? People, typically when they try to lose weight, they're doing it from a very unresourceful, limited mindset, okay? Because they're so upset about their weight that they're like, I don't care what I got to do. I just want to lose this weight. And that puts them in, it makes them rubes. It makes them like sitting ducks for this diet mindset of extreme unsustainable methods because they just want to lose the weight fast. And in that state of mind where they're so upset about their weight, they, they choose those consistently. And so I always think what you really need to do is take a step back and calm down and relax and start seeing the big picture because this will help cure a lot of your problems. What you'll recognize if you look back over your weight loss attempts, what usually happens is they're all triggered by some spontaneous pain-based event of stepping on the scale, um, seeing a picture of yourself, uh, looking in the mirror, uh, clothes don't fit, go to the doctors, someone says something, something like that. And it makes you feel so upset and, and, and mad. That's what triggers your weight loss. And you take that anger and that upset and that disappointment, all those feelings, those negative, painful feelings, and you turn them into motivation for a little while. And you pick some extreme plan, you follow it for a little while, and then what ends up happening, even if you get results, is the, the weight goes down, but the pain starts going down, the motivation goes down, and you can't maintain it. Or you're just like, this sucks, and I don't want to do it, and you stop, you know? And if you take a look back, step back from yourself, and look at your weight loss approaches the last 10 years, and notice if there's a pattern like that. And what you'll notice is they're not sustainable approaches to lose weight. And now I don't blame you because a lot of times, you know, we're so inundated with diet marketing that it's hard for a lot of people to separate weight loss from dieting. It's just become one and the same. And it ain't true, you know? Um, weight loss is is a whole different process than dieting. And dieting is a huge mental, um, you know, prison for people. It's keeping you trapped. That's why I would say mindset, I think, is the most important aspect of weight mastery without question, you know? Um, my doctor said my metabolism is not working. Do you think that's true? Um, I'll tell you what I tell everyone who is menopausal, whatever stage, metabolic disordered, um, hormonally challenged, Hashimoto's, whatever those situations are, I really say extra focus in on the lifestyle piece, okay? And so the lifestyle piece when I say that is your sleeping, your hydration, your relaxation, your breathing, 
um, your nourishment, your movement, your meditation, your mind, um, and gratitude. And I think if you start introducing those habits into your life, that I think they can help with all of those things. Because you know, the truth is, if your if your lifestyle is not doesn't have any of those factors in it, if you're if you're exhausted, if you're stressed out, if you're never drinking water, if you're never nourishing your body, if you're not moving, if your mind's just bing bong all over the place and you're completely ungrateful, it, it affects your metabolism. And you so you're never gonna know what's the metabolism and what's the lifestyle piece, you know? And um so so I don't know, like I'm always I'm I'm hesitant to say, like oh, my metabolism's not working. I don't like that description, right? As a hypnotist, I don't like it one bit. Um, and I, I think it makes you feel hopeless, right? When a doctor tells you your metabolism's not working, which is lazy language anyways, most likely. I mean, I don't know your situation, but a metabolism not working would pretty much mean to me you'd be dead. You know what I mean? Like, like technically. So I don't understand that phrasing, um, you know, but I wouldn't like that. You know what I mean? Uh, I wouldn't like that uh, description if that was given to me. And so I would, I, I, listen, I don't, I have, I have uh, genetic cholesterol high levels. Um, but I'm obsessed with lifestyle, the, the, all those habits I told you about, you know, um, simply for me, you know, my father died of a heart attack at 54. So for me, it's always been very, very, um, you know, intense, you know, I had an underactive thyroid is the diagnosis. I got you. Okay. Um, that's what I mean. Now, now I will say this too, that I think that with weight mastery, I think there's two sides to it. Um, that there's action and acceptance, you know? And so what I mean by that is that you, most people can take more action to lose weight and get themselves healthier. Um, but all of us at some point, most likely are going to get to a place where we're, we're kind of done. <laughs> we're not going to go much further. And that's why I think the acceptance comes in. And so I always say like, like, you know, would I like to look at Brad Pitt and fight club? Yeah, obviously. Right. But I'm not. I'm not willing to do that. I'm not willing to live that lifestyle or put in that kind of work to have that. Do you understand what I'm saying? So part of it is the acceptance of my situation. Um, and so if I had an underactive thyroid, I would balance out, you know, what, how much of the changes do I want to make um, to get the results that I want? And I would put some energy into kind of accepting my situation as well. I know you may not want to hear that, but at some point we got to accept our situation because we live in a crazy society right now where we constantly have, you know, perfection put in our face. And so it is almost guaranteed that if you don't spend a bit of time on accepting, accepting your body for what it is, regardless of the weight, that you're going to feel less than, that you're going to feel like it's not as good as someone else's. It's guaranteed. I, I don't know. I always tell this story that I, um, my, my program is called Program Yourself Then. I was certifying a coach in it and she was a competitive bodybuilder. And um, I said, what was it like, you know, as a woman, when you were down in a single digit body fat, like that's a very rare thing for women. And you were in peak shape, right about to go on stage. I'm like, what was it like to look in the mirror and feel like you, you know, you did it. And she goes, I didn't feel like that. She goes, I am noticing more imperfections. It never ends potentially, you see. So I think part of this process is accepting who we are. And um, there's a great Carl Rogers quote. He goes, once you accept who you are, then you can change. You know, it, it, that may sound like a, a you know, counterintuitive statement, but I think what it means is we, we have to love ourselves, know who we are and start to do this for ourselves, not so we can look like someone else or not so that someone else is going to love us or care about us. I think that's a, a very unhealthy way to move forward with the whole process. So at some point you're going to have to deal with accepting who you are. And that is a challenge in and of itself. I believe, because again, we're constantly being shown what we should look like, you know, who should we should be. 
And um, it's bullshit. It's so much bullshit. You know, it's, it's like you gotta, um, you gotta do that. How do you accept you for who you are? I'm gonna get into that for a second. I want to get into that. I want to read some of your. I saw you wrote some other things here. Um, let's see here. Today I understood that I am so deeply into my ED that I see no end to it. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. So Nuka says I have a thyroid disease, so that makes it harder for me to lose weight. But I take some pill for it. Okay. This is what I mean. I mean, listen. I, I've got high cholesterol, and I'm, I'm. I've tried a lot of things to help with it, and they weren't working. So I ended up taking a statin and I'm, that's where I'm at now. I got to like, oh, if you do more resistance training, that might help it. So I'm going to work on that. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm actively working on it. But um, again, that's the acceptance. I didn't want to go on any medicine, right? It's just like, I can control anything. You know, it's like, I'm going to, you know, get rid of this low cholesterol. Well, I wasn't able to do it. You know, I found, oh, if I do more resistance training, maybe I cancel, I'll experiment with that. But if it works, it works. Cool. I'm excited. And if it doesn't, I'm okay. And I had to go through a process of acceptance for that. Cause I didn't want to take any medicines. I wanted to be natural and just be able to take care of it all naturally. I wasn't able to do that, you know? And so there, again, there's always some acceptance of things, you know, along this path. Um, but if you do accept yourself, it unleashes a lot of energy, I think. Cause I think a lot of times people are m trying to motivate their, they're trying to power their weight loss by hating themselves. Right. And they're, I hate my body. I hate how I look. I hate how I feel. And, and they try and hate themselves healthy. They try and hate who they are so that they transform. And I just think, A, I don't think it's effective very much because I think, like, what do we do? With things we hate, we tend to punish, you know? So I think like accepting yourself from the beginning, like before you've lost a pound, I think is very, very helpful, you know? Um, and it, it helps fuel this whole process in a much more effective way, in my opinion, right? Um, favorite NLP messages to tell self. Yeah, it's just nonstop. Now I will tell you this because I, I think you asked, some people ask me this all the time. Um, and my, my program is, I mean, my, my program is like, it's like eight weeks of daily hypnosis sessions, all with a, a specific mantra in it. I'm a big fan of weight loss mantras, things you're thinking in your head. Um, and then there's core mantras of the week. So I have a lot of them. Um, but the best ones I will tell you are the ones that I create for myself, right? That, that are based on my reality. All right. But I'll share a couple of the kind of general ones that I, I put out in the world. Um, one of them is consistency over intensity. Right. So I'm a big, big fan of consistency over intensity. Is that an NLP message, by the way? I don't I don't know. Um, that's one that I use a lot. In uh, why? Because I think that when it comes to weight loss, we're so fixated on intensity because we can we think about this. Right. We think short term with weight loss. It's a temporary thing I'm going to do to lose the weight. And um, what are you going to do after that? I don't know. I'll figure it out then. And so if we think in a short term time frame, we tend to. Well, so I'm only going to do it for a little while. I might as well go all the way in and do it as um, as hard as I can, so I can lose the weight as fast as possible, right? And so we get into this mindset, and um, it becomes very intense, and it becomes very all or nothing. Have you ever experienced this, folks? <laughs> right, where it's like, okay, I'm going to go 100% and do this, and then you're 100% doing it, and then all of a sudden you're just not doing anything, you know? So I'm a bigger fan of consistency over intensity. I say that one constantly to myself and to other people, and I use that. You know, so like if I want to go to the gym, I'm working on implementing a resistance training program and I'm like, I'm not going to tell you how long I've been at it because it's going to discourage you probably. But I know like in a year, two years, I know I'll be consistently doing it because that's what I'm optimizing for, you know, so I don't care how I do this month with it. I really don't because I could force myself to go every day. I've done so many challenges in my life, 30 day challenges every day. My wife and I are marking off the days on the thing, right? We get to day 30, we never do it again. You know, so it's like I've done enough of those to know that that it's it's fine to do that. I think challenges have their place depending on what you want. But in terms of long term success, those haven't worked out well for me. You know, so it's like I'm way more now into weaving into my life, my current lifestyle, my habits now, 
new behaviors and, and processes that I want to have. So consistency over intensity. Um, I'm a big fan of nothing tastes as good as thin and healthy feels. You know, I know I get some shit from that, but people think that's Kate Moss is saying, I don't care. Um, I, I think it's a great statement. And, and any ED people, I said healthy, and I mean it. <laughs> to me, um, being thin without health is, is pointless. I don't believe that at all. I don't think it's helpful. Um, so, yeah, like I said, I got, I, got a, I got a bunch of them. But my favorite one, I guess, and this is an NLP one, is there's no failure, only feedback, right? That, that's probably the king one I think about all the time. Because again, when it comes to weight loss, geez, People are just, I just made a video on this, you know, this people approach weight loss. They're just big old babies. I, I hate to say this. Don't get, don't get upset with me here, but it's like, you're so conditional. I'm, I'm not saying you, but, but people in general are so conditional with their weight loss. It's like, if I don't lose weight this week or this month then I forget it, I tried, I, I tried, I didn't lose any weight, you know, and they're just done. And I, I use the example in the video. I'm like, you know, if you had a kid or you, some kid in your life was like, I'm going to play the piano, but if I don't get good this month, I'm quitting. What would you say to them? Right. Of course, you really need more time. You got to be patient. Da, da, da. When it comes to your weight loss, you don't believe any of that. You're not living by any of that. You know, you're literally week to week. If you're not losing weight in a week, you're, you're discouraged, destroyed. You can't keep going, you know? So, um, I think like no failure, only feedback is, is right to the core level of mine. Cause I don't give a shit if it's like, and I was like this when I wanted to lose the weight. I'm like this with everything in my life. Some things work and some things don't, but I'm, I'm tenacious. I'm, I'm just like persistent you know, and I'm persistent because I have the energy to be persistent. Cause I'm not putting a hundred percent into think about weight loss, right? People start weight loss day one, cutting 50, 60% of their calories down. Right. And it's like, they're already starting it. Like you're going to start a plan on Monday. You're already exhausted. You're tired. You're stressed out. You're arguing you have shitty relationships. You know, you're, you're struggling with, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, you're just like in a deficit and then you're like, okay, tomorrow I'm going to cut half my calories down too. Okay. That, that makes no strategic sense, but Go ahead. Even though you've done it 50 times and it hasn't worked, I, I guess, good luck. <laughs> and, and you know this, I always joke about this, but it's like when you have a friend or a family member say, oh yeah, I'm going to start this diet. I'm going to do it. Do you ever believe it's going to work? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's crazy, crazyville. But I get on here, I do these live streams all the time, put these videos out all the time. I re, restructured my whole business last fall because I'm like, my goal is to help as many people as possible with their goal weight. And the first step to even having any chance of cracking that nut is to make people realize that dieting is horseshit. It's a horseshit strategy. You know, it's the dumbest strategy in the world. And it's like, God, it's like, we've been at the dieting thing for 50 years now. And it's like, there's not one good diet out of all of it. You know what I mean? Now don't get me wrong. These diets have certain philosophies in it. So I'm, I'm not saying like keto has great points to intermittent fasting. They all have got great points, but each diet is basically a tactic you need to have a holistic strategy to master your weight. You know, it's like, and, and we're just so busy chasing shortcuts. And I don't blame you for this at all because we've just been inundated with millions of weight loss ads that have skewed our thinking um, with how to lose weight. So my first goal is to kind of point out how the dieting is, is a horseshit strategy. It's not you. It's not that you don't have any willpower. It's not that you're a sweets addict. It's none of that. It's the fact that you don't even have any, you have not been exposed to a, a holistic, complete strategy to master your weight in your entire life. I always say I've got the number one weight mastery program on the planet. And I joke because I don't think there's another weight mastery program on the planet. <laughs> so it's just crazy. But my program, it's like, you know, I always think there's three pillars to mastering your weight, mindset, lifestyle, eating. And so the first thing you do is fill out, a, again, it's a weight mastery blueprint. It's a 60 page workbook. And the first part is mindset. What weight loss, what diet out there is going through your mindset? 
You know? What? Oh, be more mindful? Eat mindfully? What? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? This is like kindergarten. It's like preschool. It's just, there's, there's nothing of value with that. You know what I mean? And I believe in mindfulness, but this idea like, oh, you know what? Be more mindful in your eating. Mm, that mean what? Huh? What's that mean? <laughs> What's that mean? You know, my mindset program, right? It's, it's broken into six parts and you fill out the questions based on your, who you are. But the first one's motivation. Here you are decades into trying to lose weight and you have no clue how to motivate yourself. No clue. Right. And that's, what's so frustrating. You spontaneously get motivated sometimes and you can't maintain it. You can't create it at will. You have no idea. Right. I go, I take people through the motivation matrix. It's two levels. The first one is how to use pain and pleasure. Those are the twin forces of motivation. The next level is intrinsic and extrinsic motivation. Look it up. There's a science of motivation. And what you'll quickly find when you study intrinsic and extrinsic motivation is that your weight loss motivation is extrinsic, which is the weakest motivation. So it's no secret why you can't stick with any plan, you know? And again, I don't blame you because you're literally in a state of hypnosis where you just, right? What's the say? The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over expecting a different result. That's what you're doing with this weight loss thing. Now, I don't blame you because you'd never get an alternative point of view, which is what I'm trying to offer you here, okay? And so you feel like you're stuck and you can't figure it out, but it's because you keep trying to do the exact same thing. And so I'm, I'm telling you what a solution is. The mindset piece, motivation, self-image, right? So that's, once the motivation is there and you got the engine to do it, the real work starts with the self-image. When I think about weight loss, I think about you take your weight loss and you wrap it in personal development. You make this a process of becoming the best version of you. And so your self-image is a crucial part of this. What everyone does when they want to lose weight is an outside process. They're just changing the way they, you know, eat and maybe exercise and they're expecting to look different. And they think looking different is going to make them a different person. It's not, it's not. Because I've, I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. I just did a coaching call. I got to put it up because it's funny. I just put one up. So go check those out. My YouTube channel, Jim Katsoulis. Um, I put one up, Shay, a coaching call. Now I, I talked to her six weeks, eight weeks into her weight loss. She started January 1st, keto, fat, intermittent fasting, has lost about 20 pounds. And so you would think she'd be over the moon. Not so, right? Stressed out, worried. It's getting harder for her. And so now she's worried she's not gonna be able to keep it up. Sound familiar? Right. And then another one I did, I'm going to put this one up today or tomorrow is, um, she had lost 25 pounds two years ago, put it back on. Well, what happened? She I didn't feel like myself. That's what they always say. Cause you don't feel like yourself. You don't like the weight, but you're familiar being that person. You have to understand that living as a thin person is a transformation from the inside out when it happens, you know? And so we, we deal with that right away. You become the best version of yourself. That's the goal. Just losing weight is usually not enough motivation anyways. So you want to become the best version of yourself. You want to make this a project to really improve yourself. The personal development product project, you know, the weight loss is a piece of it. There's got to be more to it. What do you want? Just want to lose weight and just be, feel the same way you feel? Because that, that weight loss is a means to an end. Being a certain weight doesn't guarantee you're going to be happy. I mean, this is, someone said, I'm going to get to this in a second. I don't want to spend too much time talking about eating disorders because that's not my specialty in any way. Um, but you have someone on here, it's like they just keep getting lower, lower, and lower, and lower, and they never feel better, right? So it's like the, the weight is like money. It's a, it's a means to an end. It's how you achieve it that's really going to bring you the, the joy, the happiness, fulfillment you're looking for, right? If you're out there robbing banks and stealing from people, <laughs> it's like, yeah, you got money, but is that a great quality of life? No, you know? And so if you're just starving yourself or dieting or white-knuckling and miserable, so you lost weight, does that make you happy? No, that's why you're not doing it. Because you know you lose weight, but you also know the way you lose weight sucks. That's why you don't want to do it. Because you think of weight loss as a shitty process that you don't want to do. Right? 
<laughs> and so anyway, so this is a self-image piece. And then there's habits, right? It's like you're sitting here flying blind. You have no idea about your habits, right? Do you know the neuroscience of habits? Because if you don't, what are you doing? I know what you're doing. You're using willpower and trying to force yourself to act different. And it's like, it's ineffective. It doesn't work. Do you know you don't even get rid of neural wiring, right? So you got your shitty bad habits and it's neural wiring. That's what a habit is. And you never, you can't get rid of old wiring. So here you are with your willpower trying to fight against your subconscious programming and it never goes away. Have you ever had that? You ever like been on a diet for six months, a year, two years, and all of a sudden you slip up and you go right back to how you were and you're like, what the hell? What What happened? <laughs> Right? It's like nothing changed. Yeah, nothing changed. You didn't change any of your subconscious programming. So you've got to wire new wiring over it. That's the only chance you got of making it automated. Okay. Um, and then there's emotions, right? You, you know, listen, we've been conditioned. Never mind the diet ads, <laughs> the diet ads. How about the food ads, right? Just exposed to millions and millions of food ads. Every food ad is a hypnosis session. Okay. They're hypnotizing, they're creating a feeling some emotion, and they're attaching their food to it. And so we now in the modern world have basically learned to deal with our emotions through food. <laughs> you know, we feel, we eat food to feel the emotions we want to feel. And then we eat food to distract ourselves from the shitty emotions we don't want to feel. And for a lot of people, the food is the best emotional strategy, management strategy that they have. So if that's the case, good luck. You know, so it's like your problem isn't that you are an emotional eater. Your problem is that you don't have a better emotional management strategy. D do you get what I'm saying there? Because it's really important. Because if you just think you're an emotional eater and you say, I got to stop emotional eating, you're missing the whole story. Now, you don't need to stop emotional eating. You need to fulfill your emotions in a genuine, natural way. That's what you need to do, <laughs> you know. And then there's thinking like a thin person. You have no idea how to think like a thin person. You think like a dieter. You think like an overweight person who wants to lose weight. And so you need a brain transplant, basically. And so um, that's another section, you know, how to think like a thin person. And um, it's broken down. You know what I mean? Do you know about fixed and growth mindset? Do you know problem-solution-oriented thinking? Do you know transformational grammar? Do you know about your internal dialogue? You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm, it's all in there. So, again, I, I'm not trying to hype my course up, but I'm just I'm pointing out that there, there's a solution out there that's not dieting. Oh, just do this. Just, just do that. You think all you need to be told is a plan? Right? Like... Come on, you got to wake up from that. I always say that as a hypnotist, I thought I was going to hypnotize people, make them lose weight. Didn't realize I was going to have to wake them up out of the trance to lose weight, you know? But you're in a, a hypnotic trance that's keeping you overweight, you know? This idea that some magical plan is going to come down the path, or even worse, that some plan that you've tried 20 times, somehow magically, there's going to be some Monday when you start it in the future and you're just going to succeed with it. Why? Why would you? What, what, would, what would be different? You know, wake, wake up to that, you know, stop doing that, <laughs> do something different. And then the final piece of the mindset piece is maintenance. Do you have any maintenance strategies? <laughs> and I'm not talking about when you lose the weight, I'm talking about, do you have a maintenance strategy to get from day one to day two, week one to week two, God forbid, month one to month two. <laughs> it's like, what is the stats I've seen? 39% of people can't make it past a week on a diet. 75% can't make it past a month and 95% ultimately fail. You know, so, you know, it's like, we got to recognize the, so how did I even come up with this? I've been doing this for 20 years professionally, you know, and it's just like you create it. I had to create it because there's no one out there talking about this. There's no one I learned this all from. I've learned lots of things and I have to apply them to weight loss. I'm obsessed with it. You know why? Because I don't want you to die. I don't want you to have a shitty quality of life while you're alive. I don't want you to lose your mobility. 
I don't want you to be able to not take care of yourself. I don't want you to die and leave your kids and your family alone. Okay? It's the worst. And it's unnecessary. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I want you to look better too. You know? But it's way more important to me. You know? So there's better strategies out there. You know? And if you want to... Listen... Test it out, right? So in my bio, you can click that link, go listen to the hypnosis session. It's free, okay? Just so you can get a feel of what it's like to feel your subconscious mind getting programmed. Notice what it feels like. You know, just experience it. It's free. And then once you, it takes me a few minutes to send it to you, there's a training I give you. Three steps to master your weight. Why don't you watch it, right? Maybe there's a better way. What do you got to lose at this point, you know? And, um, and then once you sign in, anyways, I email you every day. I give you a positive, encouraging training messages to help reframe how you're thinking of this process, to give you an actual chance to get the results that you want. Right? Um, um, how do you accept yourself for who you are? Okay, I want to get to that. And I, I, know, I don't know if you're still here, but I'm going to answer this. How do you accept yourself for who you are? Um, because it, it is hard. It's harder than it should be, right? Um, it is hard to accept ourselves or who we are because we're constantly interfacing and having perfection, perfection thrown in our face. And what they say, comparison is the thief of joy. And so we're constantly comparing ourselves to other people. It's hardwired into our brain, unfortunately, um, or fortunately, I don't know, I guess it depends how you use it, but then it's exploited. It's exploited by the modern world and we're in advertising. We're constantly, you know, have these, these visions of perfection in our face. So how do you accept yourself for who you are? Um, I think that's a lifelong process, to be honest, you know, and I think it starts with, I don't know. I mean, I mean, how do you st- accept it? Is this hard for me to answer like on a, on a big general scale? You know what I mean? And I do this all the time with people, but usually we get into the nuts and bolts of it. Um, but I don't think I will say this. I don't know if you just accept yourself completely, right? I, I don't think that's going to work. You know, because we always want that. We just want to tell me how to accept myself whole, wholly. You know, it's going to change this to that in one, one second, you know? So I will tell you how to accept your body. Let me, let me talk a little bit about that and I'll keep it relative to what we're talking about here. That I think a lot of people will say, I want to love my body. You should love your body. Everyone says that and no one feels that or believes it, right? It sounds great. And then you go to try and do it and you're like, oh, I'm not feeling any love for this body because you're so used to hating your body. Oh, I hate my legs. I hate my butt. I hate my face. I hate my body. I hate this look. And we're caught up in that. So I think that one way to start feeling a sense of love for your body is to focus on the functionality of it, right? So if you have legs that work, let's start there, right? <laughs> because now you can actually get to our genuine sense of, of, of being thankful for it, of gratitude. Um, you may not like how they're shaped. You may not know how they look. But when you compare it to someone who's lost their legs or lost use of their legs, you can really genuinely, I, I'm thank God I have my legs. I'm thankful for that. Okay. Now I know this may sound strange, but we need to start with a a genuine feeling of love for ourselves. And sometimes you ain't going to do it visually. You're just so conditioned to not like how you look, you know, it can be hard. And so you start with things you're grateful for. Maybe having your eyes, maybe only here, your arms, your hands, right? There's a lot of people that don't have those. You never think about them, right? Because again, it's, I'm going to get into the, the, the foreground background is, is how we think and it's fascinating stuff. But when you think about your body and how you feel about it, you have to understand it's not, it's not focusing on yourself and what's great about it as much as it's changing the background of what you're comparing it against. Okay. And so the background of what you're usually comparing your body against is images of perfection or what you consider to be perfection. Okay. And so if you change that background to people, you know, that are a hundred pounds heavier than you, 
um, that you know can't use their legs or have lost a part of their body, right? All of a sudden you start feeling a lot better about your body. Do you see? And so, so it has more to do with the background of what you're subconsciously referencing than it does how you feel about yourself, you know? Because what am I gonna say? If you're just comparing yourself to all people that you think are perfect, there's no way you're ever gonna feel good with that background. I, I hope that makes sense, you know? So how do you accept yourself for who you are? You have to seek out what makes you special. What do you like most about yourself? And don't be afraid to make it not physical. Who gives a shit how you look? I don't, it makes me crazy. <laughs> you know, I know you want to look good. I know that. But it's not the most important thing. And until you realize that, you're probably going to struggle with weight, I think, you know? And so it's like start, again, becoming the person you want to be. Start living the way you want to live. Stop putting so much pressure on how you look. Like, who gives a shit how you look? I mean, I want you to be healthy. You know, I don't care. How, and I say, I say the word thin, by the way, and I want to be crystal clear what I mean by that. When I say thin, I just mean you're living at your goal weight. And your goal weight is yours to decide. I suggest you make your goal weight the one that makes you the happiest and the healthiest and gives you the best quality of life. Best quality of life means that you're not starving yourself to get to that weight. That you're not obsessed with food to live at that weight. I want you to find a weight where it's relatively comfortable for you to live and exist at. You know, if you go like, I'll just drink water and eat carrots so I can maintain this weight. Is that a great quality of life? If it is for you, great. But for a lot of people, it's not. So let's crank up the goal weight a bit so that you can live a lifestyle that's actually pleasant for you. So often with weight loss, people make the, they make the perfect the enemy of the good. And so it's this idea of, well, I'm not going to be perfect. I had a client in the, in the program said, we talked about her goal weight. The goal weight was, she wanted to weigh what she weighed in when she was 12 years old. You know, and it's not for me to say that that's the right or the wrong goal. That's not my position, but it is for me to say, is that really congruently what you want? Why do you want to weigh that? Because I think a lot of times people just keep saying a number and they're not really, what's the meaning? Why do you want to weigh that? What are you going to get out of that? Because your weight doesn't live in a vacuum. You've got to live a certain way to achieve that weight. And so, you know, this person said, well, you know, I, 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 I don't want to give up candy. I don't want to have to like do it. Well, if you want to wait that, that that's what you were 12 years old, you can't, you're not going to be able to have candy probably, right? You're not going to be able to eat a regular food in, in like a normal person, you know? You're going to have to be artificially, not artificially, but you have to be extremely low calorie probably to, to weigh what you weigh when you were 12, you know? But the big question is why? What are you going to get when you get to that weight? What's going to happen, you know? And so to me, it's like, it's less about the weight and what you look like. And it's more about becoming the person you want to be. And for a lot of people, I'm just going to tell you, a lot of times that, that involves adding some weight to the goal weight because it's, the weight doesn't live in a vacuum. You've got to live a lifestyle. When you take both of those into account, you're looking for the best return on investment of how you want to live your life to the goal weight you want to live at. So I'll give you an example. Um, 10 years ago, it was a stressful time in my life. Like we moved to a new house. We redid the whole house. Um, I had a baby right at that time, a baby who didn't sleep well. Okay. And so it was, I wasn't sleeping well. It was stressed. It was just a lot of stuff going on. And I put like 15 pounds on, you know? And so I, I brought it back down, but I raised my goal weight. I said, you know what? I'm going to increase my goal weight right now. Cause for me to drop it down to where it normally is, is taking a lot of energy for me right now. And I just don't care. I was still in a healthy range. You know what I mean? And then, you know, things have kind of chilled out and I've gone back to my goal weight that I had before because it works for me now. You see? So it's like, I think sometimes we just don't think that. We say, oh, I just want to, I just want this way. Why? Why? You've got to give it some real meaning. All right. Um, Nuka says, but sometimes when you accept yourself, you stay in your comfort zone and never change. 
that's very true. Yeah, I'd agree with that. But um, I think that if you really are honest with yourself, and I believe this is, is a, a matter of fact, that I think one thing that, that drives humans is a sense of progress, right? This gets into that intrinsic motivation where the classic intrinsic motivation examples, like if you're ever working on a puzzle, right? Now the puzzle doesn't mean shit. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just a little puzzle you're working on. There's no real meaning to it. However, when you work on that puzzle and you finally get a piece in, what's that feeling, right? That feeling. <laughs> it's a natural feeling we all know. And it doesn't have to just be a puzzle. It can be anything in your life that you, 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 you're you working on it and then you got it, right? That little thing, it's just a little thing. And there's so many opportunities for it, but it just, it nourishes your soul. It feels good. And so you can accept yourself and then you can start working on progress because that's what keeps feeling better and better and better. In my opinion, you know, I think um, that's why I look at my lifestyle. It's like, I, I just keep improving. I keep improving my eating. I keep wondering how, how much better can I feel? How good can I feel? You know, that's what's driving me. So I have not gotten to the point where it's like, oh, now I'm completely satisfied. Like like that, you know what I mean? Like, like I think we always want, because it's dopamine, by the way, right? Dopamine is the grass is always greener chemical, right? And so, and this is why you got to accept, at some point you got to come to some acceptance of your weight because your brain and dopamine can always be like, oh, but I could lose more. Oh, I could be happier. I could do this. I could do that. It's always telling us that. And so we've got to manage that feeling. We always want more. Always, 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 always. We've got to manage that, especially in this society because people are exploiting it. But once you realize, I feel, I accept myself all the rest of it, life keeps moving forward. So how do you keep feeling good day after day? And I think at a core of it is there's some sense of progress, some sense of improvement, some sense of developing, getting better at things. And I don't think it matters what, you know? I just think it matters that we have something in our life that we know we're going to keep Improve on. Like I'm obsessed with, like I love my lifestyle. I love tweaking it. You know, um, I love getting healthier and healthier and I just keep adding new things to it. I keep reaching new levels. It's exciting. And so it, it fascinates me to wonder like I'm 90 years old, a hundred years old. Like, what am I doing? You know what I mean? Like, like what, what am I working on and, and, you know, getting better at, you know, that's how I think of it. And so, so there's that, that idea of never changing. We're always changing regardless. Anyways, there's, there's no staying still. Um, we're always changing. But it's like, how can we change in the best way possible? That's how I kind of reframe that. Um, Why do I still feel hungry after eating so much? In 20 minutes, I feel like I haven't eaten anything. Well, it depends what you're eating, Nuka. What What are you eating? Um, yeah, sweet question. 12 years old is not fully developed. Yeah, right. I mean, and this is a smart person, you know? So... Again, you know, I try to tell you this, but with the weight, there's such a great chance you're in hypnosis. Like, you're just not thinking clearly, you know? And I try and strive, I, I stress this so much to people. It's funny, you know, we were doing a call yesterday, um, a coaching call uh, for the group. Yeah, junk food. <laughs> um, and uh, we were we were just kind of talking because it, it's getting, it, it, a group of them's kind of, you know, wrapping up eight weeks. And uh, they were talking about, you know, where, where they're at and thinking about things. And over and over and over again, regardless of the weight loss results, um, and some people lost a lot of weight and some people haven't lost much at all, but all of them are like, I can't believe how much differently I think about this process, right? Which is where I want to get because the, the weight loss really, I, I know you can't, you can't even wrap your head around this, but it's like, it's not about the weight loss initially. You know what I mean? It's about thinking differently about this. It's about having a plan, a blueprint that you feel comfortable and confident with. It's going to bring you the results. Let me give you an example. It's like college, right? Like college is like you start college and you're signing up for a bunch of 
hard bullshit, right? You know it's going to be hard. You know it's going to be a lot of work. But you also know there's kind of a plan there. There's support. There's structures that are going to kind of help you move through it. And so you don't like, you know, you start the first week and you're like, oh my God, this is hard. This is overwhelming. But there's a part of you that knows, but I'm in it for the long run. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to habituate you. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to get better. Okay. And so, um, it's important that you, I think that you approach your weight loss in a similar way, because what you're doing, it's like you go to college in the first week and you're like, okay, let me see how much I learn. Let, let me, let me see how this first, let me see how this college thing is. Let me, let me test it out. You know, and you go the first week and you're like, well, I didn't learn shit. F forget that. Right. And it's like, you're trapped in this perpetual short time frame, and it's very unique to weight loss. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's crazy. So it's, um, you know, it's like, it's like the, again, I say that with the piano, it, literally anything, anything you want to learn, dancing, martial arts, a sport, anything. And you're like, oh, well, I'm going to give myself a week. I'll, I'll give myself a month. I'll, let's see how much I learn. If I learn anything, then I'll keep doing it. If not, I'm done, you know? And it's like, you know, you know for a fact that that's not going to work in any other area. But with weight loss, you don't think that way. Why? It's because you've been, all of us have been hypnotized for 50 years with these diets, nonstop diets. And the diets, by the way, you know where I'm going. They're all owned by the food companies. Weight Watchers was owned by Heinz. Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle. The company that owns SlimFast is the same company that owns Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Company that owns Atkins Food Products, the same company that owns Cinnabon and Annie Ann's pretzels, right? <laughs> if these diets really worked, right, would they really be promoting them out to the world so that people ate less of their bullshit? Right. And I tell I always say this, like, I'll take it all back. If they buy program yourself then and put that out to the world, I'll take it all back because my program would cause a steep decline in all of their bottom lines. No questions asked, no doubt. You know, my program, you're eating less of that stuff. No doubt. You know? And so I don't think that's going to happen. You know? And so I think they buy into these and invest in them and put them out there because they know mm, they don't matter. But what they do is you artificially, you know, extremely lower your calories for a little while. And then you end up being more calories ultimately. And I think they know this, you know, and there's no mindset piece and all the rest of it. You know, um, where is information on your course, including price? Yeah. Click on the bio. If, um, listen, my, my programs, it, it's, <laughs> it's, um, my, you know, here with weight loss, there's a lot of dabblers, right? People are just like, oh, let me, let me try it out. Let me see if it works, right? That is such the wrong mindset. You know, that doesn't work in anything in life, you know? And so my program, I put behind um, an action wall is how I'll, I'll put it, right? And so you've got to go to my bio. You've got to put, you know, click the link. You got to put your, your name and email address and answer a couple questions so I can customize um, things for you. Uh, then I'll send you a hypnosis session. And then there's a training. If you can watch the 30 minute training, then I tell you about my program, including the price and everything. I can get started with it. Um, but there's no point in me talking about it ahead of time because A, most people don't really want to lose weight. You know, you'd like to lose weight, right? You, you'll wish <laughs> you'd wake up tomorrow motivated, fired up and losing weight, but you don't actually want to, you're not really ready to want to take the action to actually make it happen. It's, it's just the truth, right? And, um, and then even the ones that do want to take some action and do something, um, they just can't follow through, you know? And so it's best for me to kind of, you know, put that barrier up so that, you know, if you're not ready to do that, then then the program wouldn't be for you anyways, you know? So I really put that up there as a, to help both of us out. I don't want you wasting your time, money, or energy, and I don't want to waste mine. So I put kind of an action wall up, you know, that... um that separates people that are, you know, dabblers from people that are serious, you know, and the people that are serious, you know, see it and then, you know, we can start with the program, and all the rest of it. But, um, but on, on the flip side of this action wall, right, everyone, I give everything away for free, you know, so I'm here helping you out and um, I'm only going to give you more and more stuff. You know, I really, I've been doing this 
I, I call it like my, my business model. I changed this all up. Um, in the last, last year, the end in fall, I switched it all up. I redid my program. Um, I've been doing private coaching for a while. Last year, I spent a lot of time, um, certifying coaches and the program yourself then method. And so what I do now is I, I really have like a, I call it the Robin hood business model, right? So it's like, yeah, my, my coaching program, you know, for people that really want to take action and want, you know, my support. And then the rest I just give away for free, you know? And so I'll continue to, you know, right now, like I said, I'll give you a hypnosis session. I give you that, that training. Um, every day I email you things that I think you'll really like. I mean, I, I used to charge, this would be a program I used to charge for. I just give it to you now, you know? Um, I'm doing everything I can here, you know, on the free side of the wall, just to get you to take action. It doesn't have to be my program. I think my program's the best, <laughs> obviously. Um, but it's, uh, it's really, uh, I, I put free stuff out there anyways, just to get you, get you going, you know, kind of get the, and, and I, cause I know, I know the main thing between you right now, like watching this feeling stuck with your weight loss and actually getting the results you want is really up in your head. It's the way you're thinking about all this. And you don't realize just how like you're in a, like a mental prison, you know, um, that's been put there by the diets and, um, you can't, you can't see outside of that, you know? So I try and like point things out to you to let you really, to, to stoke your excitement and hopefulness, because I know, you know, if you've tried to lose weight for 30 years, it's, it's very easy, obviously to create the belief, oh, no matter what I do, I can't lose the weight. You know, there's something wrong with me. I can't do it. And it's my goal to make you realize that that's horseshit. You can do it. You're just running. You're trying to do it through a very inadequate, incomplete strategy. You know, the diets are really just tactics. The diets. And so here, I always tell this to people, I want you to be able to see through the diet so you stop wasting your time, energy, and confidence and motivation. Um, because every failed diet is just another, you know, it's just one more challenge you got to overcome ultimately. And so how do you know if a diet's going to work or not for you, right? This would be my suggestion. You've got to see through the shiny object. So the way diets are set up is they usually, they pick one concept, right? Because they want to make it as simple seeming as possible. And so you can take the most crazy thing and make it seem simple. Let's take keto, for example, right? Now, I'm not arguing keto's benefits or all the rest of it, but I am saying that the idea of the average American just being like, okay, tomorrow I'm going to start no carbs. <laughs> is is a very intense thing, right? And it's one thing. It's okay. And so it's like, it's a crazy thing to just take on one day and just expect tomorrow, that's it, no carbs, right? However, your brain says, nah, I could do that. That's just one, I don't, just no carbs? Yeah, no problem. Easy, easy, I could do that, right? And so um, then you get into it. I'll tell you, I joke around. It's like, I always, I don't know if I've ever done this. Maybe I'm crazy with this one. But it's like, sometimes I like, I, I hold my breath I'm like, how long can I hold my breath for? And it's like, I'll do it. I'm like, you know, I'm holding it. And it's like, I'm always amazed at this. The first like 10 seconds, 15 seconds, I am so cocky. I'm like, whoa, I'm going to go. I'm going to go a long time this time. I can feel it. I'm not, I'm not in want air at all. And it's like, it, get, it gets like exponentially harder each second that starts passing. And you're like, and then you got to take a breath. And I always think of diets like that. It's like you start them off irrationally cocky every time. You know, it's like, okay, tomorrow I'm going to not eat carbs ever again. <laughs> it's like, what? And then it's like, it's crazy when you think like, well, I've tried this 10 times, but tomorrow's the, tomorrow's the day. I'm never going to eat carbs again. So anyway, so diets are usually like built around one tactic and it's like, okay. And you say, okay, I could do that. It's one thing. However, this is how you'll know if a diet's going to work for you or not. If the diet, if they just give you a plan and say, follow it, it's probably going to work for you because 
there's no mindset work. There's no lifestyle piece. And it's just you being who you are now and who you've been the whole time. Now you're just all of a sudden going to follow a plan. Uh, good luck. You know what I mean? Like, like there's nothing different. You know what I mean? I just don't understand. And so, um, you know, again, that's why I tell you about my program. Again, there's a whole 60 page workbook <laughs> where you customize, um, your mindset. That's just the mindset piece. Right. And then there's the lifestyle. So you, and again, cause I list all these eight habits. I don't want to overwhelm you. I'm all about practicality. That's my world. My world is what, what's real. Like, Oh, I could sit here and tell you, oh, I could give you a meal plan. You know, I always say this, if I was unscrupulous, I could come up with a diet, no problem, you know, and tell you what to do, but I know it won't work. Cause I know you can't follow it, you know? So what's the point? So to me, it's the mindset piece, you know, having that as the top foundation, the lifestyle piece, um, which is really just so crucial because that affects everything. In some ways, the lifestyle piece should be the bottom because, you know, like our mindset, we tend to intuitively think of our mindset as like this non-physical thing. You know, our willpower is this non-physical force that we're just tapping into. But really your mindset and your willpower are physical things, right? And so they're directly related. Your willpower is directly related to the quality and amount of sleep you're getting. Your willpower is directly related to your hydration levels. It's directly related to your relaxation, directly related to your nourishment, to how much you're moving, to how relaxed you are, you know, to how calm your mind is. All of these things are affecting your willpower, you know? And um, so when you start getting strategic, I guess that's what I'll say. I would say the diets, in a shorthand, the diets are always tactical. They're just telling you like one thing to do because again, what they prey on, it's like a carnival game. They want to make it seem as easy as possible, you know? It's like the carnival games, right? You know you know that thing, right? I'm a sucker for the one with the, the big basket with the softball, you know? And uh, the guy's like, you know what I mean? He's like tossing it over his head and he's hook shotting it in and he's between his legs. He gets it in every time. I'm like, if he can do it, I can do that. No problem. Here's, here's the money. Give me the balls. I mean, boom, pops out. <laughs> what? Do it again. Pops out, pops out. What, what, what happened? And so that's what the diets are like. You know what I mean? It's like, they seem so easy. And you go, oh, she did it. They, oh, they did it. Oh, look at, oh, wow. That's easy. Oh, look at those results. I'm going to do that. You know? And it's like, yeah, it never turns out to be that easy. Does it? You know? And it's because you can't just be told what to do. You know, information is not behavior. So you, you, you can't just be told what to do. You need to learn how to get yourself to do it. That's why I'll say to people, say, you know, you have to practice being thin. And they look at me like, oh, I got 10 heads. I said, what do you mean practice? Well, your weight loss is more like practicing the piano. You know, it's like, if you don't play the piano, I could show you how to play a song. Does that mean you can just sit down and then play it? Well, no, right? So when it comes to the piano context, that's obvious. But when it comes to weight loss, if I tell you, oh, eat this and eat this and do this, you're like, okay, I'm going to do that. Well, no, you're not. You don't know. You don't have the subconscious program for having those foods in your house. You don't have the subconscious program to prepare those foods. You don't have the subconscious program to look forward to those foods and to eat them and to enjoy them. So there's a lot of practice that goes into being the person you want to be. And anytime something requires practice, you need to have some patience and you need to learn from your mistakes. And that is the opposite of what you do with a diet. You're all or nothing. And you run it like it's a sprint. You run it like it's an endurance test. You're just trying to create a streak. How long can I do this for? You know? And it's the shittiest feeling because what underpins that whole experience is a constant anxiety of how long I'm going to be able to do this for and a worry. Again, I told you, I just did a coaching session. You can watch it. Because, you know, and you should watch these coaching sessions. I swear they're probably the most valuable thing because 
you get to see everything I'm talking about within context with an actual person who's dealing with the exact same things you're dealing with. And you're seeing me come at it in a completely different way than you've ever seen it most likely, you know, and that's going to give you hope because I know you feel hopeless right now. And you should, because if you keep doing diets, it's, you're going to get the same thing. It's not addressing the real problem. You know, the diets is like bringing a, you know, a stick to a bazooka fight. It's just completely woefully inadequate. And the worst part is that you blame yourself for not following them. I blame the diets for not teaching you the necessary skills to get the results you want, you know, which is the mindset piece, which is the lifestyle piece. It's a holistic. You have to have a holistic approach, in my opinion, to master your weight. Um, is that in your bio too? Is what in my bio? Hey, Yvonne. I recognize your face. Um, so yeah, so, you know, it, that's what I try and say. Like, I know, you know, when you feel discouraged and frustrated, by the way, that there's just another aspect of, of a trap you're in. Oh, coaching. Um, yeah, again, my, my coaching um, is always through the program at this point. I'm not even doing private coaching at this point right now. I don't make spaces for it. Um, it it's, I'm not, I'm not making any judgments on your finances, but it's, it's a lot anyways, you know. I just don't do it right now. I've really invested everything in this program, which is a way better deal financially anyways. Um, but yeah, go click on the link. You know, you'll get your sessions shipped to you, but then you'll be brought to a page with a training on it. Three steps to master your weight. Um, it's about a half hour or so. Watch that. And then at the end, if you can get to the end, uh, I'll talk about my program and, and uh, how you can get started with it, you know, if, it, if it's the right fit. Um, but yeah, let me, let me just talk about this for a second because, you know, one of the things you want to recognize this has been so profound for me lately. I've just, I've been reading some books that really brought this to light. Um, hey, you're welcome, Yvonne. Yeah. And if you ever have any questions too, anyone, by the way, um, you know, you got my emails. It, it's, it's on my bio and um, Jim at Program Yourself Then. So if you ever have any questions about any of that, um, shoot me a message. I'm around all the time. Uh, so yeah, one of the things that really dawned on me, and I think this might be interesting to you, is that when, uh, when you think about weight loss at this point, you know, like you've been struggling with for a while, you know? And so when you think about losing weight, what you may not realize is that you're activating your sympathetic nervous system, your fight, flight, or freeze response. So when you think about weight loss, you get anxious, you get stressed, tense, you know? You go into an unresourceful state. And so what ends up happening is we know this about the nervous system physically, but the big thing I've been focusing on is the mindset piece. When you activate your sympathetic nervous system, your fight, flight, or freeze, because you get stressed. Like you think about losing weight and you start thinking about all the failure and all the frustration, how difficult it is and how you got to do it and how you're worried. And so it activates this part of you. But the, the interesting thing about that is when you go into that sympathetic nervous system, fight, flight, or freeze, the muscle goes, the blood goes from your brain out to your muscles. And so you literally think about it. But fight, flight, or freeze, you don't need to think. You just need to react. And you're in this reactive state when it comes to thinking. When, when you think about weight loss, you're going to this very reactive state where you're not thinking as clearly and creatively as you can. So one of the most effective things you can do is start to relax. That's why I love the hypnosis session that I give you. I, it's a great session. I spent a lot of time writing that one out. I mean, I really worked on that one a lot. Um, and so there's a couple benefits you get out of it. I want to point this out because the, the core of my whole weight loss program is it's a self-hypnotic technique. I call it the, the program yourself thin technique, which is really two techniques. But you calm yourself down and you relax and you think in a very solution-oriented way. It, it takes a minute or two. You do it at night. And you do this because you program yourself. You know, this is so important. Um, 
people say, well, can I get the hypnosis? Because I have hypnosis too. I mean, there's there's over like 100 hypnosis sessions in my program. <laughs> Every day you start the day with a five-minute hypnosis session and there's a sleep gnosis session at night. There's a 10-minute one and there's a hypnosis library with another 20, 30 sessions in it. Um, so I love hypnosis, but I like it as a supplement. You know, ultimately it's kind of like, you know, give a person a fish, feed them for a day, teach a person a fish, feed them for a lifetime. And so when you understand how to hypnotize yourself, and what do I mean by hypnotize yourself? It's not going to some goofy trance, okay? Hypnosis is the process of influencing your subconscious mind, programming your subconscious mind to do what you want it to do, okay? And so um, that's really a game changer because, you know, I can't just give you a plan because things change, you know what I mean, in life. Like all of a sudden you get a job, you lose a job, you move, you know, something happens and there's always new things. So you need a living, breathing strategy to master your weight. You need the ability to kind of deal with challenges and stresses and successes, right? It comes in all directions, things that can impact your weight. You need to be able to kind of, you know, interact with reality and it's shifting realities at all times, you know? And again, that's where the diet is like, it's so rigid and dogmatic. You just do this one thing. Oh, just intermittent fast. Okay. Yeah. Let's see intermittent fast when um, all of a sudden you lose your job or you get in a fight with your boss or your partner. Yeah. Let me see how easy it is to not eat when you're really stressed out or you have a horrible night of sleep, right? Let's see, you know? And so this is the problem with the diets, right? They, they, they're like endurance tests in the sense that it's like, well, how long can you be perfect for, you know? And the second you're not perfect, it's like, well, if I'm not perfect, I'm not going to get really fast results. So now what's the point of this? You know, and so your time frame is so short and that makes it so hard for you. You know, I was talking, that's what I was saying yesterday. We had a group coaching call and, um, people were saying like the biggest shift is I've changed how I think about this, you know? And it's like, it, it, it means so much. So it's different for each person, you know? So one, one person was said, well, you know, I grew up and my, my parents were extremely critical, you know, of, of me, my body, my weight, everything really. And what happens, we can internalize that voice. We can internalize that critical voice. You ever notice that, folks? Do you, do you have a critical voice in your head, right? One that you wouldn't let out of your head for all the money in the world. You would never talk to your friends like that, right? But you talk to yourself like that. And you think it's, you know, you use that voice without even thinking about it. You don't realize it a lot of times. And you say, well, that's the voice that motivates me. Is it motivating you? <laughs> Is it helping you achieve the goals you want? I haven't seen it work that way. I've seen that critical voice causes you to eat more, you know? So it's the way we're thinking about it. You get this, this internal dialogue. It's like a loop. It's a tracked loop, you know, that keeps getting you the results you're getting. And I don't know how you could ever change the results you're getting without changing that loop inside your mind, that mindset, how you're thinking about things, you know? Um, so, you know, I tell you this so that you can feel some hope, you know? And I wanted to come off that way that, uh, so I'll give you some, I'll give you some specific strategies, right? It, it's, here's one that I throw out to people and I know it's going to be anticlimactic. <laughs> so I'll give you an example of what I mean. So I was talking to another client. She goes, she's changed so much. It, it's, it's a unbelievable transformation. She's on here all the time. I don't think Rose is on here right now. Um, but it's been amazing in my mind. Everyone transforms in their own way. And it's always very impressive to me. Um, but, but she actually kind of stands out. And so she's like, well, I created these changes. She goes, well, one thing's weird. She goes, I, I'm a little concerned with just how easy it is. 
<laughs> right? And I said, I get that. Cause I, I, I know, you know, as a hypnotist, when it, when it's working, it just, it's like, it, it, the hard part is it's like, it just seems too easy. And I, another lady said too, she goes, she lost 20 pounds. Right. And she goes, she goes, everything's going great weight wise. But she goes, mindset wise, she goes, ah, I said to myself last week, I said, maybe this is all bullshit. How can it be this easy? <laughs> right. And so I get that though, because we're so conditioned for the fight. You understand that's part of the diet thing. We want the fight. We want the weight loss process to be hard because we associate the, how difficult it is with how fast we're going to get results. You see? And so we're so oriented to the fast. I want fast results that we never think about how can I get long-term results? How can I make this easy so that I can do it forever? No one's asking that question. And once you start asking that question, it, it's, it, it literally creates another reality for you. You know? Hey, Nuke, all right. Um, so it's like, you know, th there's, there's more to this process just so fundamentally, you know what I mean? And it's like, you're never thinking on that level. You're just, you're always on the surface level of weight loss where it's like, give me the plan and I'm going to follow it. And you're never looking at like the bottom up factors, the things underneath the surface that are truly controlling your weight, lifestyle and mindset, you know, and the way you think about weight loss is so limited. You think, give me the most extreme plan so I can get the fastest results. That'll be worth it because it's going to be really hard. And so if I'm going to do something really hard. I want to get fast results. And that's like, it's almost like you have no other way of thinking about it, right? So what is an alternative way to think about it? And I said, it's going to be anticlimactic, right? I gave the big buildup to it because um, it's going to be anticlimactic. I already know that because you're so trained to want the fight. You want the battle. You want to fight against yourself so you can overcome it and lose the weight, you know? But that's not long-term weight loss strategy. That's just short-term weight loss, okay? So um, what you want to do is instead of taking everything on, right? Because the classic weight loss diet thing is you start day one, perfect. You cut 50, 60% of your calories out day one. I'm going to do this till I lose the weight. Hard, okay? And the alternative is that you start with one thing. <laughs> you pick your worst eating habit, I'd suggest. That's why I, I I'm telling you what I tell people in my program, right? Now, um... What you want to do is you want to pick your worst eating habit and you want to start to go to work on that. How can I, and you've got three options here, right? Diets are about no options. They, they need to give you, they need to tell you, just do this. Stop eating carbs. Don't want to hear anything else. Just stop eating carbs. Well, how, what do I do if I want pizza? Just don't eat them. You know, again, diets are just say no. Remember just say no to drugs, right? Um, yeah, see you later, Nuka. Um, you know, it's like, remember that just say no to drugs. Um, there was no, we, we didn't look at any of the deeper reasons why someone may have issues with drugs. We just say, hey, just say no to them. Oh, okay. We know it's bullshit now, right? Don't we? Do we? <laughs> Do we all, we all know that, right? That didn't work. That That's not enough. It's not a good strategy. It doesn't get to the core of it, you know? And, um, but is that not what we're doing with the weight loss, right? It's just say no to food. This is say, just stop eating so much. Here, start your diet and stop eating so much, you know? And uh, I think with that approach, you could probably expect similar results to just say no drugs. It does, it's not dealing with any of the, the subconscious things. So um, what we want to do is we want to start understanding, we get curious. Why? Why am I doing this? And we don't get stuck on why because that's a problem-oriented question, okay? But we can diagnose what, what's going on here. I'm doing this because of this, this, this. And then as quick as we can... What can I do to fix this, right? And you've got three options, the three R's. Remove, reduce, replace. So you're eating ice cream at night. Hey, guess what? you got three options. Because I know what you, oh, i got to stop eating ice cream at night. Well, no, you don't. 
No, you don't. You can work up to it. How about that? <laughs> Whatever they say, people overestimate how much weight they can lose in a month and underestimate how much weight they can lose in a year. Right? And so instead of like, oh, I'm just going to completely stop eating ice cream tonight. And if you want to do that, great. Remove it. Done. But understand, that's one option out of three, and that's the hardest option. Fastest results, hardest option, which is fine. If you're really focused, motivated, life's going great, do that option. Great. But what if you don't feel the great? What if you just slept like shit the night before and you got an argument with your partner? What about then? Well, then I'd suggest reduce or replace. It's an option, right? So you could eat less ice cream. Instead of eating two scoops, I'll eat one scoop. Maybe that's easier. I'm still moving towards my goal. <laughs> or maybe replace it with a halo ice cream that's a little low calorie. Or maybe replace it, God forbid, with something like an apple or banana, celery, you know? But again, it, it's, hear what I'm saying is <clears throat> options, you know? Now, I know we don't want options. I'm overwhelmed. I can't think of all this stuff. Well, you know, if that's the case, that's the case, you know? But if you really want to lose weight and you're like, I want to take this on, <clears throat> I would invest my willpower, my mental energy into figuring out strategies that work for me than I would putting into following a plan someone else gave me. I was thinking about this yesterday. I was like, the diet, right? This idea that someone's going to give me a diet who's never met me before, has never talked to me, has no idea about me, and now I'm just going to eat the way they tell me to eat. You know? It's like, what if I said, oh, you know what? From now on, listen to this kind of music. You know? <laughs> Dress like this. Do this for your life. You know what I mean? Like, why would we allow someone to do something so personal as eating? They're just, gonna, oh, just tell me what to do. You know what I mean? Like, like, it's such an act of desperation. And that act of desperation just foreshadows the, <laughs> the futility of it, you know? It ain't going to happen that way, most likely. You know, It's really so rare. I mean, I don't know. They always come up to 95%. Is that accurate? I don't know. You know what I mean? But... It seems accurate to me, <laughs> like anecdotally. Um, how many people do you know that have lost weight and kept it off in a comfortable way? You know what I mean? Because uh, I've interviewed, I've interviewed hundreds of people who have successfully lost weight. And um, what I always notice, and this is how I came up with my whole program, it was a big, big change, is that it was this inside out approach. They changed, they thought differently about food, exercising, their, their life, their health, themselves. It was, it was, so, it was strikingly different. Because my whole life I was around people that were struggling with weight, and they always tell me how to, how to lose weight. But my, my my diet mentor, the guy who taught me the most about diets growing up, was a four hundred pound comedian who was a family friend who lived the last twenty five years of his life in a wheelchair. He knew every diet every week. He was on a new diet, and he never was able to get any traction with any of them. You know, and so I kind of knew that, and I was like, okay. But then it wasn't until I discovered neurolinguistic programming (NLP), which is I don't want to say it's not hypnosis. It's so much more. I, NLP to me, I mean, if you'd like to run your mind, <laughs> which you should, great, right? because it's the core of everything. I mean, NLP to me was a absolute game changer. And um, basically the idea of it is that you role model the people that are getting the results you want. And when I say role model, not just not just do what they do, but find out how they think about things. What are their intuitions? How do they think about stuff? How do they respond to things on a subconscious level? And that's the distinction. We want to know what they do too on the surface level. But it wasn't me going and talking to these people and saying, what's your exercise schedule? What do you eat? You know, it was more like, how do you think about food? How do you think about coming to the why? I met a lot of them at the why. How do you think about this stuff? How did you used to think about it? You know, what was the difference? And it was just like, they just laid the roadmap right in front of me. I'd never looked at that level before. And all of a sudden I said, oh, 
no wonder, no wonder I can't get myself to eat good food consistently. No wonder I don't eat healthy stuff. No wonder I don't, you know, do any of these things. I don't think any of this stuff, you know, I'm always thinking I have to do them. They were talking about how they wanted to do them and they had reasons why. They thought literally completely different than I did. It wasn't just that they thought the same as me and just acted different. And that's what you're misunderstanding. And that's what you think a diet is. You think that you're going to think the same way. You're going to be the same person that you've been who struggled with weight. And somehow on the outside, you're just going to change all your behaviors through willpower. And that's not going to happen. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know much more clear I can make it. And I don't blame you for not knowing this because it's, it's, a lot of what I do, like, like I'm not a genius in any way. Um, a lot of what I do is not like rocket science, but it's stuff that's like hiding in plain sight. And that's the nature of hypnosis, by the way, you know, um, in a, you, if you want to experience what I'm talking about, um, Oh, so I want to just look at this. I'm starting to lose weight. And yesterday I had a moment where I had a feeling of anxiety that I, um, I thought about you and say and feel better. Thank you. I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. So that's what I like. It, it's, See, it's, it's, oh, okay. So I've been using this phrase because it's kind of a hot phrase, right? It's like soft skills, you know? And so when it comes to weight loss, like everyone's about the hard skills, right? Calorie count and exercise and what you're going to eat, meal planning, you know, all this stuff. And it's like, you could take all that shit and, and send it off. Cause it's like the, the thing that matters more than any of it is the soft skills. How are you thinking about all this? How are you dealing when you have anxiety, when you have a moment of anxiety about whatever, what if you, how about this? How about you, um, yeah. Hey, look at that. Right. All right. All right. Just started week seven of PYT imprint. I'm six pounds down when nothing was working over the last 12 months. There it is. Right. And, um, that's how it is. You know, like, like again, when you change your, your thought patterns, it's kind of like, like, you know, if you, ch if you plant different seeds, you get different plants, right? <laughs> Let's keep it metaphorical. And so these soft skills are, it's, it's not what you know. I'm telling you, like what, what stops you from losing weight is stuff you would never imagine. It's like, it's subtle little things, you know? I'll give you an example. Like it, is, it sounds crazy because I always say I work in the realm of the stupid. <laughs> what I mean by that is that your conscious mind is very logical and intelligent. It knows what you should do, knows why you want to do it. It knows all this stuff. Your subconscious mind is very childlike. It's very like, just very literal. It associates things together. Right. So we know Pavlov's dogs. Right. And so you show the dog the food. It salivates. That's a natural response. If at the same time you ring a bell as the dog having that natural response, it starts to associate the bell with the food and it starts to create the same response. Right. Now, that makes no logical sense. You could do the exact same experiment with a human being. OK. So as smart as we all are, we still start salivating when we link things up together. Okay. And so, um, you know this, right? I mean, so like you ever, ever see watching TV and all of a sudden your favorite fast food commercial comes on and, oh man, we should go get some, you know, you know, it's like, it, we're, we're just like that. And so your subconscious mind should say, that's not real, blah, 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 it, it, no, no effect, but it does have an effect, you know? And so there's all these subtle factors. And so our subconscious mind seems stupid to our conscious mind because our conscious mind knows what we should do and we should do it. But all our behaviors are run by this just subconscious associating things together, you know? And so it's these soft skills of little things that move. So the example I wanted to give you is, and you might think this is crazy, but I've seen a lot of times like someone will suc successfully be losing weight, right? And, and I'm not, I'm not going to say the numbers because I can't stand it. We, we have such an over-exaggerated over expectation of what we're going to lose because of literally millions of diet ads you've seen in your life, you know, that are all harping on, you can lose this much weight in a week. You lose this much weight in two weeks. You know, and we get, we get entranced 
Literally, we get hypnotized by those numbers. Oh, God, I could be 20 pounds lighter next week at this time. You know, I'll sign me up, you know. And so um, that's always in the back of our mind. And we're bouncing numbers off of that. And so I'm telling you, I've seen a lot of people that are losing, you know, a considerable amount of weight in the time periods they're in. And I say, well, how are things going? Nah, I don't know. It's not fast enough. Yeah, right. And it's like, it's never enough. It's never enough. You know, it can feel that way because we live in an altered reality, you know? And so it's like, the odd thing is like these little moments of anxiety can pop up from anything. We could lose weight and all of a sudden feel a twinge of anxiety, you know? Like we could start getting the results we want and feel a twinge of anxiety. Never mind, step on the scale. Oh, I didn't move as much as I want. Oh my God, I put a pound on. I lost four pounds last week. I just put a pound on. Oh my God. You know what I mean? And that's it. How do you deal with that? How do you deal with that feeling, you know? And so it's managing these, these soft skills because that feeling is all based on what you're saying to yourself. I hope that makes sense. You are your own best or worst hypnotist because you're up in your head talking constantly. And what you're saying is framing this whole process. And if in your mind, you've got this drill sergeant of a voice saying, yeah, four pounds, great, big deal. Mary lost six pounds last week. <laughs> How you feeling? You know, you lost four pounds, but you don't even feel good, you know? And this is what I'm trying to say. Like, I'm not judging it. I'm just saying, recognize this level. Cause if you don't recognize this level, you're going to be at a complete loss for why you keep stopping and why you can't stay with something, you know? And so, um, screenshot that great job, Lulu. That's awesome. Um, so, you know, it, it's, it's important that you, recognize this subtle level you want to gain some granular understanding of this more subtle subconscious level that's impacting your behaviors and ultimately your weight you know and the beauty of that when you start focusing on that level is that when you feel depressed when you feel discouraged when you feel anxious frustrated you can actually you're you're at the level that's creating that feeling See, what you're used to doing, and it's not your fault, again, this is, this is just the whole society, especially the medical society, is we just, we got a whole society that deals with symptoms, managing symptoms. They're never getting to the core reasons why we're dealing with what we're dealing with and fixing the core. And so your way of life, and certainly what goes with weight loss, there's all these subconscious factors that are going on that are creating the anxiety, the tension, the frustration, the discouragement. And you are just realizing that you feel frustrated, discouraged, and then you try and not feel that. You, you know what I mean? You say, you use your willpower. Oh, it's going to be okay. It's all right. Well, you know what I mean? You try and say something, it doesn't work, you know? And so it's not until you start to understand these deeper levels that you really start to influence yourself on a, on a legitimate, real level. And you can start to take control of this. So when you feel discouraged, you can say, wait, why do I feel discouraged? What's going on? And you say, what am I thinking about? Oh. I'm referencing Mary's weight loss and she got six pounds and I lost four pounds. Right. And now we can go to work on that level, you know, and I promise that that's what's going on with everything. You, you've got this voice in your head that is literally hypnotizing you to be at the weight you're at, you know? And so that the way you change that is changing the voice that you're listening to. And it doesn't make you crazy that you got voices in your head, by the way, I just want to make that clear. Right. That's why you need to learn self-hypnosis. You need to learn how to influence your subconscious mind. You don't have to go into a deep trance. I just want to make that clear. Hypnosis is not the trance. Hypnosis is the process of influencing your subconscious mind. Now, going into a trance is an effective way to do that. 
Okay, but you're you you could you're in a trance when you're watching TV. Do you understand? When you're in a movie, you're in a trance. You know, you're just actively watching the movie and you're vicariously experiencing it. You're imagining you're in that situation, you know, and you're getting the experience of that. And so, you know, it's not true. You know, you're sitting in a chair in a theater watching light on a screen sounds hitting your eardrums, but you don't care about that. You allow your imagination to experience it and you have an experience, you see? And so we always are doing this. Um, but, you know, so, so when I teach people about self-hypnosis, I'm not teaching them how to hypnotize themselves. I'm teaching them how to take control of how they're hypnotizing themselves. You're already hypnotizing yourself. There's no way around it, you know? So you need to learn how to take control of that process so that you do it so that you get the results you want. That's the difference, you know? And um, once you do that, then everything changes because your, your locus of control greatly expands because right now the only the, your locus of control is your conscious willpower trying to force yourself to behave the right way it's very disciplinarian it's very like whatever parent or role whatever person you had in your life that was the disciplinarian you've internalized that and that's basically how your willpower is operating you're trying to yell at yourself to do the right thing and it ain't working because <laughs> it, it, it takes away your autonomy it feels like shit you know even if you start losing weight you're so miserable and pissed off at this voice that you want to sabotage it you know, and so we, we want to get to a more congruent, deeper level where we have an encouraging, supportive voice in our head, nudging us along, you know, helping us achieve what we want. And when we make mistakes, instead of beating us up, make us feel bad, it says, hey, it's okay. Let's figure this out and let's improve it. Let's make it better. Right. Is that how you approach your weight loss? <laughs> you know, um, Kayla asked me, do I have a podcast? Yes, yes, I do. Um, program yourself then. Okay. Go check it out, everyone. Even if you don't listen to it, just go and give me five stars or something. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm putting episodes up there all the time. I talk about this stuff all day long. This is what I do. You know, I'm obsessed with it. Um, and so I want to help you guys too. So I'll throw this out there. One thing, um, I got I got one tomorrow. So I'm excited. Go watch these on YouTube as well. These My coaching calls is... Um, if you want a coaching call, right? So if you want to if you want to do a coaching call with me, literally one-on-one, -on -one, I will coach you with whatever you're dealing with. Um, weight loss wise, uh, just e shoot me an email now. Okay. Let me get the catch real quick. I'm going to videotape it and I'll release it as a, as a video podcast. So you got to be a certain personality type, but, um, you know, we record it by ourselves. If anything personal comes out, I'd chop it out, you know, no problem. Um, but you got to sign a thing that let me you know, use it um, on a podcast, but it, it'll give you help and it helps other people to kind of see that process. So if you're interested in that, feel free. Um, just email me, uh, at jim at programyourselfthen.com or uh, you can find my email in my bio, all right? Because um, those are fun, you know? And like I said, go go over to YouTube and watch the... I put Shay's up and I'm going to put um, another one up um, tomorrow and then I got another one I'm doing tomorrow. So I think they're interesting because again, it's everything I'm saying in context and when we see things in context, it means a lot more, obviously, right? So, all right, everyone. Yeah, if you haven't gone, go get that hypnosis session in my bio or in my description, go check that out and get started on the path of um, loving yourself <laughs> and making it the weight mastery process enjoyable and fun. It, it, I promise you it can happen that way. All right. And so listen, that session is kind of the first step. Watching that training is the next step. All right. You can do this. All right, everyone. Have a great day. We'll talk soon. Bye.